boys screws loose and I stripped the bolts on them. Should have never sent them to pick up the work for them. Sprayed the park and had my shit inside the car. Marcus Smart Boy was shooting with a 36 on him. Said if he wasn't in a rush, they was all right. Greetings, Chuddlings. Welcome to another episode of Chuddy's Corner. I'm your host, Dugouts. With me, as always, is King Chuddy. How are you tonight, King Chuddy? Probably already know the answer. Not doing too great after a somewhat disturbing Celtics loss, but, you know, it's almost 1 o'clock and uh, got tons of energy, so there's that. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, it's just a tick before 1 a.m. Uh, of course, the game had to go into overtime. Celtics lose 132-126 <laughs> to 126 in overtime uh, to the Golden State Warriors. We're going to get into that game. We're going to break it all down, um, especially that horrific fourth quarter. Uh, but before we do that, uh, I just want to quickly take care of some housekeeping. Uh, make sure you're following this, our page on Twitter, at Chuddy's Corner. Make sure you're following me on Twitter, at Doug underscore outs. Make sure you're following Chuddy, at King Chuddy. Uh, and of course, uh, make sure you're just subscribing wherever you listen to the podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed as well. Uh, we'll be doing anal- we've been doing breakdowns of every game so far this season. Um, and this is our first West Coast trip. So uh, obviously not off to a great start. Um and again, special thanks to our sponsor, Nick Perino Real Estate. Uh, you can find all your Nick Perino and Chuddy Scorner information at nickperino.com. So with that all, now the bills have been paid. Uh, let's pay the piper on discussing this game. So yeah, like I said, Celtics lose 132 to 126. Uh, they led for pretty much the entire game from two minutes into the game until uh, overtime uh, when is when they finally lost the lead. Uh, it was pretty horrific. Uh, Tatum got injured early, came back, but just didn't really ever really seem to get it going from there. But um, I'll go ahead and let you, you know, what did you like at first and what will haunt your dreams tonight? <laughs> well, what will haunt me is that this just felt all so eerily familiar. Um, you know, it was different. It was its own unique game, but it was hard not to just think right back to the finals from two years ago. Um, mm. Very similar. Maybe we didn't have any specific loss that was quite this painful in the moment. Um, obviously more painful because it was the finals, but in terms of a single game, like blowing a lead, uh, it was bad. It was very bad. The Celtics, uh, we were up 17 near the end of the third quarter. That should absolutely be a win every time with this team, but uh, whatever it is, something about these Golden State uniforms, these players, this team, um, whatever it is, the Celtics can't handle it, and they let go of the rope yet again, blew another huge lead, and came up pretty small in the fourth quarter. So, started out the game, I thought, really well. Great first quarter, uh, despite, obviously, no Kristaps Porzingis tonight, who's we're strategically resting, seemingly. He's taking off the first night of the back-to-back, and Al presumably will not play tomorrow night's game as Chris Saps will be back. So we already went into the game with no Chris Saps. Uh, about four minutes in, Tatum with a nasty-looking ankle roll. So we're down Tatum and Porzingis, and the offense looked great. Absolutely humming, 40 points in the first quarter, flying up and down the shot, uh, up and down the court, just bullying the Warriors into the paint. It was Jalen and Derek usually really pushing the pace. Uh, getting layups left and right, getting great three-point looks left and right, hitting shots, uh, up 40-30 after one. Felt like the defense was good. Started with Jalen on staff, uh, switched to Derek on staff, but we're doing a lot of switching up top, um, really making them work. It really wasn't Steph beating us. It was They made a lot of tough shots. Clay had a vintage Clay game. He was hitting shots right from the get-go. Um, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> right? That guy's been really, asshole um, here. 
some of their other guys who were kind of keeping them in the game, working hard. Trace Jackson Davis, the rookie, had a huge game, uh, dominating down low. Great game by him. Kamingo was really good on both ends as well. Uh, they were really working hard, again, trying to keeping them in the game with hustle plays, playing fast, uh, just kind of outworking us to even stay close. Second quarter, I didn't think the Celtics necessarily like lost their energy or anything, just went in a massive, massive shooting slump. Um, you could say attacking a little less, but I thought – a lot of the same, generating still for the most part good shots, but I think fell a little too in love with that three-pointer. Again, it's, it's tough to pinpoint specific looks, like there's always going to be a few pull-ups or a few shots off the dribble that I don't love, but for the most part, I didn't think we really lost our way in that second quarter. I thought we just went ice cold, and we actually went, I think, almost five full minutes without hitting a field goal, so... For this team uh, to do that is crazy, especially for we scored 52 points in the first, I think, 15 and a half minutes of the game and then only scored 13 over the last like nine minutes of the second quarter, including, again, a five minute span with only two free throws in there. So let the Warriors get right back in it again. Really wasn't Steph. I thought the commit, the defense on Steph was great. Clay made some tough ones. Chris Paul got it going right at the end there. Uh, finally hit a few shots. But really, it was it was a lot of those younger guys and the bench guys who were kind of bringing the energy for them and not relenting. They cut it all the way to three. I was, I'll tell you what, I was a little worried at halftime. It felt like a huge third quarter, and that was when I was starting to get the feels of like, oh, this feels like back in the day, and the Warriors, you know, always an amazing third quarter team. The Celtics, obviously the opposite, so I was really locked in to see how we would come out. And the Celtics came out great. I thought that third quarter was one of their best of the season. And uh, most, again, Jalen and Derek, attack, 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 came right out. Again, we shot 33s in the first half, made nine of them, which is, you know, not awful percentage-wise, but 30 is just an outrageous amount of threes for a half. Again, I don't care how good of looks they are. That's just <laughs> too many threes. Um, not to go full Washburn here, but that is a lot. Um, yeah. But third quarter, again, I thought it was recommitting to everything that worked in the first quarter. Jalen was amazing, kept up this hot, recent hot streak, getting to the basket. He's going right at Steph, even off makes, again, doing that thing where he pushes and seems like it's a fast break, even off a made basket. He was getting right up the floor, drew two quick fouls on Steph, got him to five fouls. They took Steph out for a long stretch. And unfortunately, the Celtics really couldn't extend the lead. Like I said, they got it up to 17. I think it was 87 to 70. Warriors went in a quick 6-0 run. Um, and again, it was mostly just hustle points, second chance points. Uh, really, a lot of their kind of ancillary guys just outworking us. Um, it felt like we almost and were so Curry focused on stopping Steph. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm saying not till the end. He started at the yeah. end. But really, in that third, it wasn't – when they got back in the game, it wasn't Steph. It felt like we almost kind of – like took a breath when Steph went out and we're like, okay, now we can relax a little. And that was when the Warriors started out working us and got back in the game when Steph wasn't on the floor. So they were able to hold the rope, went into the fourth quarter. Celtics still an 11-point lead, should be no problem. Start the fourth quarter, Steph's back in. Jalen and Derek to the bench, and it felt like that's where the Celtics really kind of lost the plot offensively, slowed things down, and again, it was that all-too-familiar feeling where it felt like we were just kind of trying to run the clock out. Um, you know, I didn't think it was as bad as it's been at other times where we were just, like, isoing, doing nothing. I thought we were still generating a ton of good looks, and I swear we had 20-some-odd chances at a shot that felt like it would have been a dagger. Hauser, unfortunately, just one of the worst shooting games of his career. He could not buy one. Pritchard, who was awesome, had that three that would have cut it to 10. His heel was out of bounds. That waved it off, uh, kept it at 7, and the Warriors hit a three right back to cut it back to 4. Um, and then... We've seen time and time again with this team, you let them hang around, and then eventually Steph finds it, Clay finds it, um, and I mean, Steph just went nuclear down the stretch, there was really nothing we could do at that point, again, it wasn't really bad defense, but he just absolutely got it going, and the Celtics just could not buy one, um, 
down the stretch again, really just a mad scramble. So many opportunities and the Celtics were working their asses off, got so many offensive boards and the one possession where they got five looks, uh, two good three point looks for Derek white, a really solid look for Tatum where it felt like if he didn't land, if that wasn't like a landing space foul on a three point attempt, I don't know what is. Uh, cause he just blatantly landed on both the guy's feet. That well, didn't who go. was it? Who's, who was it that it was? Cause they were doing whatever well, they it could. Was Kaminga. Call. It wasn't okay. Curry. Uh, I just, they just didn't seem like they were calling anything at that point. Um, it came out to Jalen. He came in. It seemed like Jalen was almost surprised how open the lane was. Missed the layup. Al, uh, Al was awesome, but my God, he missed so many tip backs and I, he just kept trying to tip it in. I want just land with the ball, Al, just land and he go back up. You don't have to tap back everything. This isn't a game of alley-oop or whatever. Um, but just an infuriating possession. And then you see, you know, at that point, Curry was just not missing, uh, end of regulation. Celtics do get a stop with 13 seconds left no timeout by Missoula we've seen this time and time again um, but I mean there's plenty of time to settle ourselves but we come down Tatum slows things down Isos Kaminga who did a great job defending him all night and Tatum kind of forced to just settle for an off-balance pull-up three doesn't go in overtime overtime more of the same just playing super tight it was yeah, like the game just evolved just to chaos I only scored five points in the overtime um and, you know, one of those was a late Horford three after the game was really already over. Just couldn't score. Um, again, I thought generated a lot of good looks. Shots we usually make. So tough to see. Um, and again, just a really, really tough loss. We just got outclassed yet again by the guys. It's like they just know how to win and we don't in these big games. And something about that team, it's like they kind of big brother us. Um, and we saw it happen again. Super painful. Like I said, it really... I thought we did a good job on Curry for 90% of the game. And then, like I said, you let them hang around and he just completely took over in the fourth, went nuclear, did it to us again. And next thing you know, he's up there doing his little put you to sleep night, night celebration. And we're left here just stomping our feet. So really hurts all around. Like I said, 58 threes is just an outrageous amount. Way too many. When you hit 17, you miss 41 threes in a game is outrageous. I know they shot 52, but they made more. Um, missed, according to Joe in his press conference, we missed 20 layups, and that feels about right. Um, so, again, just really hard, really hard loss to take. Uh, really hurts down the stretch, especially. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know that they missed, I didn't know that that number missed 20 layups. That's pretty shocking. Um, I think but it we'll, feels it feels but, like that's accurate. No, yeah, like, yeah I, don't I guess doubt. I shouldn't say shocking. I should just say like jarring. I guess is probably yeah, the better yeah. word. Exactly, um, yeah, the number is. Yeah, I think again. I think that this is a game that totally could have been win- could have been won. I had sent out a tweet from the account at Chuddy's Corner. Uh, it was one ten to one oh five, and I had said that they need to pe- they need to pick up the pace again because prior to that we had yeah. had uh, a missed three by Drew Holiday, missed driving layup by Tatum. Uh, a couple free throws, the the Pritchard out of bounds, step out of bounds, uh, and I think another missed mm. missed Hauser three. So like the offense, and, and again, all those had just kind of come off um, waiting, 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 getting into a motion, yep. getting and doing something, and then taking taking not just not a good shot, but the only shot that that was left to take. Right. And then so I had said then so that was at uh, I think it was about about five minutes left in the quarter because it was right before Derek White hit that three. They did they double Tatum and they passed it out to Derek White. And that happened. I said, okay, maybe this will, you know, that that's good. Um, but that was with five minutes left. Down the stretch then, they just played absolutely terrible. And they got back into that offense where it is. It's just it's just waiting around, waiting around, and focusing way too much on trying to match up against Curry too. Like I get it that Curry is a, a bad defender. I get that he had five fouls. You want to maybe try to get him out. But 
at some point you got to realize that the refs are just going to the refs are just swallowing the whistle. Um, I thought yeah. that you know in if I think if he had like two or th- if he had like three fouls that might have been a better strategy. I feel like they're not going to they're not going to foul him out. And it's like we were just focused. We were trying way too hard just to ISO him, and then not even really necessarily doing much with that. So I thought that the offense became way too just centered around that and not ball movement, not finding the best shot, which is what we are when we're our best. So, so I'm that- torn on the on the Curry thing a little bit because I I agree. Like at the beginning of the game, it felt like they were targeting and it was working great. Uh, they were picking on him right away early, finding him in mismatches. Jalen was going right at him. Everyone kind of was, and it was working. That's how he got the five fouls. Then in the fourth, it felt like the Warriors were trying much harder to hide him. They were playing a lot of zone, um, and it seemed like the Celts were doing a good job, I thought, finding ways to get Tatum matched up on Curry. And then as soon as they would go get the ball to Tatum, the Warriors would send a quick double. Um, and I thought Tatum did a great job passing out of it. He hit White for a bunch of good corner threes. I think our last basket of regulation when it was 118. That all, was the Derek uh, White, yeah, when they doubled double. the Derek White. Yeah, and I thought Tatum was doing that for most of the quarter. And again, I thought we were moving the ball around and getting good looks for the most part, just obviously missing a ton of looks. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like It comes to the point where I you obviously want to attack Curry because he has the five fouls and because he's also probably their weakest defender on the court at that point. But at the same time, you don't want to sacrifice your whole offense and kind of take it's kind of the same thing. I I feel like almost how we talk about when teams target Hauser, uh, in a li- like a little bit of a different way. But it's almost like okay, we're happy with them doing that because it's taking them out of their offense. Even if it's a matchup they might like, it's just like they're not playing the way they want to play. Yeah, exactly. and I think that's the offense issue. just the offense just totally grinded to a halt. We didn't pick up the. Yeah. I, I tweeted out like they need to pick up the pace, and then the game ended. It's like well. They did not pick up the pace. They did not do any of yeah. the things that we do well. <laughs> we we played exactly to the Warriors' hands, so then we had these shitty possessions, shitty shots, missing them, not falling in. And again, you could say like they're good looks, but I think that mm. I think what what happens before that, I feel like just doesn't. I feel like it's like they're acceptable looks, like they're not like like. But I don't think that they're like they're yeah. not like good and great looks. Like what we've been doing before is giving up a decent acceptable look to get an even better look. And I think what we do is right. we get ourselves so deep in the shot clock that we don't have that option anymore. The option is now off the table. We just have to yes. take the acceptable look. So I don't even like to call them good. I like to call them those acceptable looks. I'd say, um, so, yeah, some were good, some were acceptable, some were bad um, overall. But yeah, like you said, it's it's the process behind those shots. Because in the first quarter, we shot a lot of threes in the first quarter, but we're flying up the court and it's I driving, have no problem kick, with driving, the amount kick, of threes. Right, right, right. No, exactly. I'm I, I'm with you, but I'm saying even some of those shots, they're like, yeah, this is a shot we definitely can and maybe should make. But like you said, it's just not really in rhythm of the offense. It's not off a quick catch and shoot. Like when we're slinging the ball and it's catch guys open catching and shooting, that's great. When the ball, there's just, like you said, too much standing around um, and just starting the offense too it's late. Like someone gets, it's like someone gets a like someone gets the ball and like, oh, fuck, I got to shoot. There's no more time end, left. Yeah. I'm, I, have a, um, I have a tiny opening. Let me go ahead and take it. And it's just not good. Yeah, I don't know what it is, too. With It seems like it's just this team with Jason Tatum. Um, And again, I I don't know. He obviously got hurt in the first quarter. We mentioned that. It did look pretty nasty. He came back, had some good moments. Um, But again, 5 of 17 from the field and 2 of 9 on threes. I just think he's way too dependent on the three. And I mean, especially when you see how successful the offense is when Jalen is being super aggressive and attacking, which was when we were at our best in the Mm -hmm. first and third quarters. And then I don't know why... Tatum isn't playing that same way. Like it's like he's too in love with uh, just kind of jab stepping, dribbling, and shaking pull up threes. It's like I don't know if he's playing Curry, so he wants to try. And to that's match when the Curry, offense but... becomes its worst. That's yeah, the worst form of offense. Kind of no need for it, but it's like an interesting pattern to realize with the subs that we're doing because it's like Derek and Jalen are nonstop our pace pushers. 
and Drew and Tatum are kind of the slow it down guys. And those are like the interestingly, the sub patterns. So it's again, when uh, Jalen and Derek come out and then it's Drew and Tatum are kind of the main guys in there running the offense super slows down. And in years past, Tatum has been good enough and efficient enough that like, it doesn't matter because he's so good. But, uh, you know, tonight it just absolutely wasn't there. And, again, I I don't want to pin it on Tatum because, like I said, they were doubling him, and I thought, again, he was making the smart play for the most part. But I thought he wasn't – I'd like to see him be a little more aggressive because when he got aggressive late down the, in the, down the fourth quarter stretch, he got to the line. He got good looks. Um, I mean, he missed a couple layups. Obviously, that's tough, but I'll, you know, I'll live with those. Um, that's the right process I want to see. It seemed like we were just getting easy points in the paint, and we kind of went away from it. Um, and then it was just like there was a lid on the basket and, and nothing we could do could work at that point. But uh, it's tough, and I don't know how you kind of change that. Like, t- I don't think you're going to dramatically change the way that Tatum plays, so I don't know if you kind of switch those uh, substitution patterns up or something to just try to get it in because it seemed like they brought Derek and Jalen back in with like six and a half minutes left when the lead was mostly already gone, and it's kind of hard to just – flip the switch back on. It was almost like we had, we had uh, geared down and it's hard to just flip back up to a high gear. I mean, if anyone can do it, yeah. it's Jalen. But at that point, it seems like he's almost trying to like carry the team to play at his pace. And uh, it's tough. It's obviously just really tough to do. Yeah, I mean, that, that is I, I, that is a good point. And usually when Tatum does come out, it is usually Drew that comes out with them. And I guess, yeah, that is the pace does start to pick up. But I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't really think that, I think, it's not necessarily changing the way that Tatum plays. I feel like he's he's shown that he can play that way too. I think that he does need to just be attacking. He, he does need to be aggressive. I, I'm just that that dribble dribble step back three. That is just right. a last year's thing, and that just it just didn't work out. And, and again, I don't want to freak out too much. I don't. I know that right now on Celtics Twitter, the sky is falling. Um, we're like the worst <laughs> team ever and everything. But I I don't. I just think like it's the, a regular he can hit those. No, yeah. I mean, obviously, and I know that this feels like a big game, but at the end of the day, if there is a if there's a situation we are going to drop a, a, a flop like this, I'd rather it be against a West Coast team. I'd rather be you know against something like this where you don't place the team twice a year. It's not going to it's not going to mm-hmm. matter so much for like standings, tiebreaker, sure. or much shit like that. But I just think that um, I don't know. I think Tatum can can be more aggressive, and I'm just tired. We saw way too much of that offense becoming what we saw last year down stretches when we would choke away games. This is what we had been talking all year about that we haven't seen with this team that they've been pushing the pace, and and again they just everything just grinded to a halt, and you could just feel this whole thing coming, and then fucking Clay Thompson decides to all of a sudden remember how to shoot the fucking ball. That guy mm. Kamingo is like pretty much locking up. Tatum too. Like, a great game. Like the the final shot that Tatum had too. Like, I guess it's a good time to get into that. That final three that he took, I didn't like that look at all. He was draped. He was covered in these shot. I mean, he had enough time on the clock to to pass it. But again, right. it's that like step jumper, step beside three point jumper, and the guy yeah. was just right well, in his face the, the pump, whole time. And it just wasn't there, and he had no choice but to just throw up a brutal contested shot. Yeah, I mean, brutal brutal play right there. And I know that they said on the broadcast that. They thought Joe didn't call a timeout because he wanted to keep Steph on the court. But if you're just going to ISO their best defender anyway, right. yeah, who cares? Yeah. Exactly. Like, we didn't even if target. If you run a we pick and roll with Steph. Steph in the action, great. Then I'm I'm with you. But that's but, the thing. We didn't even run any action. Exactly. And you had enough time to do it. So I think when Joe sees, like, it, it just seemed like from the start it was shaky. So I thought he could have called timeout faster, um, tried to run something a little better there. I don't know. Especially because his out-of-timeouts plays have been so good. So you'd think he'd want to show one off there with uh, a chance to win the game and down the stretch, but 
Um, yeah. This is this, way, this mean, is just all fucking bullshit deja vu from last year. Though we're talking about yeah. Bazula calling timeouts. We're talking about right. like step back threes that fucking stuck that don't go anywhere. Yeah, I would love uh, to see. And we're talking Tatum about just, the Warriors. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see Tatum just put. Like I don't even this mind dramatic. not calling a timeout because I think Tatum should just know. Just go to the hoop. You know what I mean? Just drive, yeah. and worst comes to worst, they're going to help, and someone else will have a wide-open three, which I'd rather... At this point, I'd rather someone else sh- who's out there of the other four guys, like literally any of the other four guys shooting an open catch-and-shoot three, mm-hmm. I'd prefer over Tatum settling for a pull-up three. Like, yeah. statistically, that's just or a just better shot for us. Or just go to the hoop and us. maybe draw a foul. Like, just well, anything. Yeah, I mean, the game it, was tied. It. We didn't need anything. Well, right, right. But I'm saying, if he drives, even if he can't score, he's going to generate a better, yeah, much better shot someone. than yes. what we ended up getting. Him dribbling think, around, everyone in the world knows what he's about to do right there. Right. And I think people are going to blame Joe, but I, I kind of, Tatum should know better. Like, at this point, there's no excuse for him to think that's the best shot. I'm sure, you know, like we said, he got hurt earlier. He's tired. Whatever, but that's just not a good enough shot for him to generate. And again, I put that as much as on him as on uh, Missoula. Like, I think it's fair for Joe to expect his star player with 13 seconds left to be able to generate a better shot than that, whether for him or for someone else. And if the point is not calling a timeout because Curry's on the court, then you got to do a much better job of finding Curry and uh, yeah. involving him in the action. Or again, running some action when Kaminga was playing great defense. Why is no? Why is there no pick? Why? Like, I, I don't know. So It's just, there's nothing, there's nothing at all. It was play. just, let me just dribble it and shoot it. And that's yeah. what the offense, that's the offense we ran into so much last year. It just pissed me off so much. Very frustrating final play. Um, but I mean, 41 again, the missed game, threes is the Celtics franchise yeah. record. Yeah. Jesus um, Christ. And I mean, just insane to see Derek White having 18 three-point attempts. He was actually one of our few guys who shot pretty well. He made seven. 30-point game. 18 three-point attempts is outrageous. Um, that's just, again, I'm happy. I'm glad that Derek seems to be more confident is letting it fly, but 18 threes is, is playing right into their hands. Horford, 10 threes, that's even too high. I know most of his looks are wide open. And then Tatum, nine. Um, so all those guys, just way too many three-point attempts. It's crazy. Hauser, 0 for 6. Again, Hauser, I think we've talked about this enough that he's gotten to the point where he can – he's in a little bit of a slump, but he's, like, earned the right to shoot his way out of it. So, I mean, obviously painful to see, and we really could have used a few of those, but I'm not – you know, that's – he's out there to hit those, and he just didn't, like um, – no point in getting, like, too worked up about that. But, I mean, again, just the amount of attempts – I still just think these are all, like, bad things insane. that you can mention. You can point to and say that they're bad, but I just really think that it just comes down to what the offense did – in like that six minute stretch in the fourth quarter to, to end the quarter, like it, it, like all this stuff is is true. Like Hauser missed a lot of threes, with the team missed a lot of threes, we shot a lot of threes. But at the end of the day, we were up with it. We were up and should have, there's no reason we should have lost the game, even if we just went shot for shot with them. But the offense just became right. that stagnant, slow. All, the only thing that was missing was them just rolling the ball up the court like they would <laughs> do all the time last. It's the only thing that was that's the only thing that was missing. They for did history. actually do it at one point in overtime, and we were losing in the clock. Oh yeah, was yeah, running, they did so it I don't even know yeah, what yeah, they yeah. were doing. The clock yeah. was running. I mean, I meant in like that fourth yeah. quarter run. There, no, but. I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, but. I 100% agree with you, but I think, again, what I'm saying is tied to that. Like, I think if we're playing offense the way we should, Derek White isn't shooting 18 threes. Al Horford isn't shooting 10 threes. It's because mm-hmm. we're waiting till the last second, and those guys are getting the ball kicked to them. Like, it felt like Derek, how many of those shots were him being forced to try to beat the buzzer? 
which that just should not be the case again. And like, 18 threes for Derek White really is ridiculous. Just silly. Like, that I mean, he hits, he hits seven of them. Well, that's what I'm credit, saying. But... Thank God he was actually one of our guys who was shooting well, but it, it doesn't matter. That's just way, <laughs> way unless he's having is... an out-of-body experience I didn't hitting 14 shots. Threes. Why that's is he putting crazy. up that many? And again, I think it's just, I don't, I'm not even blaming him. I just think too many times the ball no, found no, him not... at the end of the shot clock. Yeah. And like the same with Al's not an aggressive shooter. Like Al will have games where he shoots zero shots. So the fact that Al had 10 threes, should tell you everything you need to know that we we're just waiting too long and the ball just kept finding out at the last second. Um, we did a great job crashing the class. We had 18 offensive rebounds against a team that is very good at rebounding, um, but we just weren't, you know, it was like we just kick it back out, shoot another three, no good. Rebound, kick it back out, shoot another three, no good. So, again, like I said, 20 missed layups to 41 missed threes. Just insane. Just absolutely insane. Uh, Tatum, again, to be shooting two of nine on threes for a team where we should be getting to the basket at will. And Jalen, I, I just love the way that Jalen played. I mean, he was, for what seems like every yeah. game in a row for two weeks, he's been the best player on the court. Except that mi- until that Curry missed rebound, end, the, but... that missed fr- layup, stung. Yeah. Yeah, that was tough, but you know what? He's the only guy who actually thought to go in and shoot a layup and not just fire up the first three that they saw. <laughs> this is fair. This is so. Fair. And, and like I, you said, I, mean, I feel again, like I feel like it opened up. Like I feel like he was thinking dunk, then it kind of opened up so much. I think he was I, oh, right. Uh, I think he was surprised how open he was and just that's a awkward tough. angle missed it. Uh, again, Al missed seemingly like eight putbacks. But right. uh, I do have a just po- I do have some stuff. positive. I just do have positive. No, I think there are plenty of positives, but it's well, hard to be one. positive after another. Uh, just fourth quarter I have one. kind of disaster. Nemius Keda had his first career double-double. 10 <laughs> points, 10 Kata rebounds. Keda was, awesome. was absolutely he's awesome. The only, he was a plus 10, the highest plus minus for the team. He is great. And he's playing real minutes. They're bringing him in early. Um, and and he's, dribbled, he had a dribble drive. He's doing was... it all. He had a couple. Yeah, Tatum slipped it to him on a screen. And I. it was almost like, why is Tatum even giving him the ball there? And then, yeah, he just <laughs> put it on the floor and took it in for a layup. He had uh, another. It. He got an offensive rebound and got contested, finished it with the left, showed nice touch around the rim. He's gobbling up every rebound in sight. Uh, Keda, you know, he's... Definitely still looks a little lost on defense, but the effort is there and kind of making up for it. And he's not like, he's not getting burnt too badly. He even held up a couple times on the perimeter where he got somehow was out there trying to keep up with like Chris Paul and other guys like that. He (laughs) did make that play where he was on Chris Paul and just left him to go guard someone else. And Chris Paul had a wide open like elbow (laughs) jump shot because he just forgot he was supposed to stay with him. So So you see little mistakes here and there, but overall he's, I think he's definitely earned himself a spot in the rotation. He might've at this point straight up taken Cornette's job. Yeah, I saw he had the he, that he Wally, might have Wally pipped him. I think he might have. I mean, so he is, just brings an an element that the team doesn't have. So does is he? So is so that that kind of I think helps to answer my next question is like is is the reason that because he's like been a two way guy for a while now is is the reason that he's up here and Jordan Walsh isn't just strictly position and what he brings in the need for the position or like Jordan because Jordan Walsh is a wing player right he's kind of yeah. More of like I would, so we just don't need that right now, and that's why he's yeah. Because I mean, I, I think, everything I see is that he's tearing it up in Maine, and then like Kata yeah. goes down to Maine like a week ago, he was playing in Maine. Now he's up right. here. Obviously, Cornette being out kind of paves the way for that a little bit, but yeah. just sort of wondering like what's it, you know? No, I think that's pretty much it in this case. Is that um, I mean, Kata's is obviously on a two way, so he can come back and forth um with the team. And again, I think he got his opportunity just when all the bigs were out. Um, and I think he just played his way into more minutes. He looked good. And every time yeah. they put out, put him out there, I think he looks a little better. And it seems like he's even improving on the stuff that again, like the first time he was out there, he looked absolutely lost trying to guard a pick and roll. He still doesn't look great, but like you can see the improvements happening. And like I said, he just brings so much energy, hustle, yeah. 
and uh, athleticism. Like, again, some of those shot blocks he had around the rim, there was one that I think it was like an and one, or uh, it was a foul anyway, but it would have been an and one, and he just went up and was blocking the shot that was like a top of the backboard. Um, <laughs> so, again, I mean, I mentioned the other night, but he really, the more I watch him, the more it kind of reminds me of those, like, early, early Rob Williams, where it's like he's so raw, it's tough to have him on the court, but again, he's like, when he's out there, he's just so athletic and making such good plays that it's hard to keep him off the court. So, yeah, yeah. mixing in the limited minutes, seeing what we can get out of him is fun. He had a... Uh, an offensive, a great offensive rebound. He kicked it out to Pritchard in the corner for a wide open three. I don't know if you had the volume on at this point, but uh, Drew Carter hit us with a crypto P in the corner mining Bitcoin. No, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. I must have so, missed that uh, one. That was yeah. a highlight from the first half when things were, you know, going well. Think, but Again, for almost this entire game, this game felt awesome. I was really enjoying it. I also got a little bit yep. of uh, a little bit of uh, brandy action on my drive home tonight, too. I hadn't ah. missed it. Grandy and Maxwell, because those guys yeah. still got it. They still got it for oh, sure. God. I don't think that's something you lose. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I mean, the the first and the third quarter were awesome. The second and the fourth were not at all. Um, no. I mean, obviously, especially the fourth, as it just, again, felt like that same pattern where we're just trying to dribble out the clock, and we just, it's like we've done the math, and we think, okay, if we just hold the ball, then, uh, you know, the game will run out, and we'll win, and against, especially this team, that does not happen, and it's really frustrating to waste, again, so it's a great Derek game, a great Jalen game, I thought those guys were amazing, especially in the first and third quarters, um, the way that Brown has been coming out to start these halves has been incredible, and I thought tonight, the way he played in that third quarter was so good, uh, Derek, too, and, I mean, that kind of makes it even more of a bummer. It was like those guys went out, and we just immediately fell into that super slow pace. So, again, the last thing we're going to do is make this like a Jalen versus Jason thing. <laughs> um, but tonight you really felt just like the difference in the way that, they were that playing. That could do and, some numbies that could put the podcast on the, on the yeah, map. Yeah, I mean, I thought Brown's Brown had the right mindset, the right aggression um, start to finish against the team. It's like he's the he was the guy who looks out there and is not scared. He's pushing the pace. He's going right at Chris Paul, right at Steph Curry, right at Clay Thompson, all these Ooh, guys. He's saying, you so are you're too saying small. Tatum's And he literally scared. said too small. He put down the too small uh, yeah, to Curry after I, he laid I, it in off. As soon as this game like got close, as soon as this game got close, I went and looked at the time. Stamps, so I was trying to be like, uh oh, I don't want a thing where it's like from the too small moment, the Warriors went on a this to this. <laughs> no, I'm gonna no. have to go find when that was because I don't, <laughs> I mean, it's, all, it's just anytime something that I, I don't know. Maybe the intern can yeah. do that math, crunch those numbers. No, totally. But I mean, it, it was warranted. He was absolutely dominating out there. They had no answer for him. And then again, it's just like we completely go away from this. It's like how many times do we have to see that? An eleven-point lead with a quarter left. It's just, it's just so weird. Like I don't get. Like, I don't get like what. Over. What's like? What's like going on? Like on the like, they must know what's happening. So I don't understand like how <laughs> there's no like how no one's being like, hey, like there's no sense of urgency. But like I don't get how it how that. I mean I don't know. I, I again I was never like a varsity athlete or anything like that. But I just don't get like how is no one just being like, guys like don't like what we're doing now is like the shitty thing. So, like, why don't we do the, like, good thing again? And then it'll be – because it's just, like, it's so yeah. weird. Like, we'll see it happen, and, like, anyone who's watching the game can see what's happening. I don't well, get how, like, the players are just kind of like, no, 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 no. Let's dribble it out to, like, 10 seconds on the <laughs> shot clock, and yeah. I'll try to ISO. If I can't, I'll just give it to Derek White to shoot his 18th. And, again, not shooting on Derek White, but it's – I think that's an interesting point that you brought up that I hadn't really thought about, the fact that White – and Horford had shot so many threes. That's kind combined of, threes. That's, that's exactly. That's Some just, teams don't shoot that That's exactly like the point of like, yeah. 
Like, so the, that's just balls getting hucked to them at the very end. So it's like, how is, I don't get how there's no one like on the floor that's mm. being like, dude, like <laughs> what we're doing now is like the shitty way of doing it. Yeah. It just blows my mind. I don't know. It's well, a I think thing. part of it, I think it's, you know, it's easier said than done. It's, I think, hard to kind of tell in the moment when you're the ones out there it's you know you're in the moment stuff like that but i mean again at some point i don't know if it's coaching if it's guys that you got to put back out there because again it just seems like jalen has it rolling so hard and i think he played the whole first and third quarter so it's like obviously the guy needs a rest but it just seems like then he comes out and it kind of takes us out of that aggressive fast pace we've been playing with that's working so well and like i said for whatever reason i mean going back to the finals when we played this team tatum had a rough Finals obviously it seemed kind of lethargic, just not super aggressive, a lot of settling. And again, for whatever reason, that was the case tonight. Um, and Brown, the opposite. Like, he's the guy who's just not scared of this team. And it was playing re- with a relentless aggression that I absolutely loved and was working so well. Sounds like you want us. Tatum versus Brown. <laughs> no, I just want Tatum to play more like Brown against this team. Uh, there's no reason for him to be shooting nine three-pointers with the way they were defending him. I know uh, Kaminga had some nice moments on him. Um, the announcers seemed baffled on multiple occasions by why Wiggins was playing so little. I don't know if they just haven't watched the Warriors, but Wiggins has been objectively Awful. one of the worst players in the entire NBA this well, year. I think he just recently finally... lost his starting job to Brandon Pajemski, who's gotten a lot of love uh, from the Chuddy's Corner Twitter account, at least when I'm controlling it. I think he's made an appearance <laughs> in the last power rankings, but he's gotten everyone's attention. He's worked his way into the starting lineup. He was one of their better players in the first half. He got hurt uh, at the end on that weird kind of tangled up play with Keita, and they didn't even have him, One of the, who's got been one of their better players in the second half. They had to start Wiggins, and he was... Hasn't that been kind of like a thing with this team where Kerr is finally starting to, like relinquish some yes. of the old guard yeah. shit and finally get some of those young guys out there. Yeah, and you can see it helping out there. Kamingo is great. Moody was bringing a lot of energy, hit some big shots. Podzemski, obviously we didn't see him in the second half, but I thought he looked really good in the first. I mean, those three guys are good players and guys that they need to rely on. I think Looney played 12 minutes and was like a minus 17. Um, hmm. You know, it was just crazy. Like I said, uh, Jackson Davis, who they brought in, just finally getting a chance. He was a plus 25 for them in like 28 minutes, and he was just battling second chances finishing around the rim kind of uh you know like what i said with Kata for us he just brings an element to them that they do not and have not had um so it's like putting more athletic and faster guys around curry and thompson seems to seems to work certainly and again like i said it was it was largely the supporting cast and the role players who were keeping them in the game until curry just took over and put on the superman cape in the fourth quarter in overtime but uh, mm. again that we really lost the game I'd say in the second quarter and then the fourth, the first half of the fourth quarter by the time, you know, it got too late and then we're going back and forth. And at that point, it's like we just let a 17 point lead evaporate. So at this point, we kind of get what we deserve when now we're trying to go shot for shot against the best shot makers in the history of basketball. There's just something about that night night. Sally, <laughs> that just hurts so bad. Doesn't just, feel good <laughs> when it's happening to you. It's just it's, it's we should do a, like a power rankings once of uh with the different like things you can do after a basket, the night night, the too little, we gotta like kind of do a power ranking for the different kind of things that you can do. Yeah, um, um, it's crazy. Right. And I mean, again, to say that the pace of this game in general was nothing short of frenetic. The Celtics shot 114 attempts, only made 47. Is obviously brutal. 17 oh. of 58 threes. So we shot poorly inside the paint. We shot poorly outside the paint. See, but I don't think that you can necessarily judge the pace by that stat because of what you just said. Well, 52 threes. So that's so much settling. Like 
it was just chaos. That's what the Warriors, yeah. they turn us into chaos and then we start to panic. And then it's like, we, then it's like, I think, I think the pace thing does get in their head and the slowing it down thing. Cause then it seems like you're just firing up almost too fast of shots. And it seemed like when we were getting offensive boards, we were just so rapidly trying to put it back up. And it's like, just relax for two seconds, pull it out, run good offense and get a good shot. And I think one thing Scal does a good job of saying where he's like, pace isn't just running down the court and shooting the ball immediately. It's just starting your offense. Like it can be a 24 second possession that's played with good pace. You know what I mean? It's like I said, just not standing there waiting as the shot ticks away, either dribbling or like triple threat position. You can run up, start the offense with 22 seconds on the shot clock, dribble, drive, kick and penetrate for 20 seconds. And that's good pace. So, like I said, I don't want when we say pace, I don't want people to think we're looking for like the old D'Antoni son's offense where it's just run up the court and shoot the first available shot. Well, we just said to the the Warriors just kind of make us play chaotic. Yeah. It's like, have you ever, did you see the, there's that new movie on Netflix, uh, Leave the World Behind? Have you seen that? <laughs> I can't say I have. It's a pretty good movie. Um, but busy anyway. watching basketball for the pod, but fill us in. Love that. Well, <laughs> it, it, we don't really have to, it doesn't get too much into the movie, um, but there's one part where like they kind of are describing like this guy's like, uh, like I studied like cost analysis of like going to war and stuff. He's like the most cost effective is like basically just like, break down communication, like, cause confusion, and then, like, the pe- the people of that country mm. will do the rest of the work for you. I feel like that's what the Warriors <laughs> do with us. They, like, make yeah. us, they, like, break down our, like, communicate, like, what we're used to doing. They just create, like, chaos now, so we don't really know what, what we should or shouldn't be doing, and then by the end mm-hmm. of it, we've just, we just go and just swallow ourselves up. It's fucking brutal. Yeah. No, that's absolutely what happens, and again, it's like, they thrive in that, and the Celtics, we're at our best when we're playing with purpose, discipline, and it seems like we're so locked in on what we want to do in our execution, and they just manage to get us out of that, and then it just seems like we're playing frenetically, like we're playing like our heads are on fire, forcing stuff left and right, playing too slow, playing too fast, not executing what we want to do, and that just plays perfectly into the Warriors' hands, and so then they start getting in transition. That's yeah. where we end no, yeah, this losing just, this what you just said, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. it made me think of that, like, <laughs> no, that one part of, like, the three steps, and I feel like that's, like, what the Warriors basically exactly do exactly what it is, and uh, that bastard Chris Paul just fits in so perfectly to that I mix, hate, like, ugh. with those guys. Uh, I mean, he wanted to hurt again. someone bad. <laughs> it's painful when you're going against him, but he's just, like, a perfect mesh for that exact kind of, like, personality they want to have, and um, he was making smart and crafty plays down the stretch while we were panicking. He seemed, you know, under control, so... Just tough again, just just really tough, and it felt like we kind of kind of got little brothered by a team that is way less talented than us, and that hurts, especially when it's this team and it's become a pattern <laughs> against that team and in that building. <sighs> yeah, well, I think that that about wraps it up for us on uh, this topic, <laughs> right? I don't really think we need to keep digging at this wound here. Um, no, not much else to say. One thing I thought it was. Uh, very interesting. I think it was the end of the first quarter. We went with a Peyton, Drew, Svee, Hauser, and Kata lineup uh, for the last, like, two and a half, three minutes of the first quarter. Have not seen that one much, and uh, it actually worked. I think we finished the half on, like, a, or the quarter on a 6-2 run, so good for Joe mixing stuff up. I also want to shout out O'Shea Brissett, who, like, you mentioned that stay-ready crew. He came yeah. in and immediately had 
this first possession, he Stole was uh, the ball they gave it to him it, in the right? corner, and he pump faked, attacked the closeout, went in for oh, a yeah, very yeah. smooth lefty dunk off the dribble, and then yeah, the next possession down, he got a strip six on defense, and it's just like this guy's been sitting on the bench and mothballs for months. He comes in and has six points and three energy plays in like thirty seconds. So uh, I continue to like what I'm seeing off the bench. Uh, O'Shea Brissett, I would say, is one guy who I definitely cannot blame for this loss. Congratulations, O'Shea. You and Kata. Uh, yeah. We owe you a beer. Um, all <laughs> right. was good too. Let's uh, let's kick it over. See if we can get to around the league without it getting to two a.m. on us. Uh, it's getting late early here. That um, seems fair. I can rip through most of these things pretty quickly for our around the league stuff. Uh, we will so, be back tomorrow night for hopefully yes, better absolutely. spirits. Oh, absolutely. Um, but again, one more thing going into before we do around the league, I guess, just how we obviously do have a back-to-back tomorrow night, still out west against the Kings, who are a very good home team and a very fast-paced team, which makes it all the more frustrating to have Tatum and Brown both over 40 minutes tonight, knowing that we have a back-to-back tomorrow. We exerted all that energy only to lose. Uh, is that much worse? Again, Al, 38 minutes. White was also at 40 minutes. Tatum, we'll see how that ankle feels in the morning. I would not be shocked if he sits tomorrow night along with Al. So, uh, again, just makes it that much more frustrating to lose this game. But what can you do? Anyway, around the league. So the first thing uh, probably feels annoying to start with this, but feels necessary to mention that the game prior to this, Steph Curry snapped his 268 straight games with one three-pointer made that dated back to 2018. And the last two games when he had snapped that when he had not hit a three were games that he had left early injured. So uh, you'd have to go back to 2017 in March, I think, for the last time before the last game that he had played relatively a full game but and not hit a three. Hear this stat, ben. Well, it seemed a lot cooler when I put it in before tonight's like, game. What do you? <laughs> well, no, but I think it goes to show we're you, knew, you knew he wasn't going to have another bad game. In other we're words, moving you knew, on. He, you knew he was going to bounce back. Um, all right, a little more fun news. Our boy Cousins signing over in Taiwan with Love the Taiwan this. Beer Leopards. Just great for uh, Boogie. Glad to see he's back out there. Um, a few fun games all around the league. Last night, we had your favorite team, the Clippers. They are the hottest team in the league. They've won nine in a row now. Uh, Kawhi looks almost all the way back offensively. Harden looks honestly really good. He had a great game last night, hit six threes in the fourth quarter, was doing snow angels on the ground while the teammates were going crazy. He looked showing as much emotion as I've ever even, seen. I that was a buzzer beat when I saw him doing that. And it was like the middle it of the game. It was an and one. Yeah, just, that was correct. No, the, the Clippers are rolling. Watch out. They are, they're, they're rolling. We laughed them off a while ago, but they seem to have figured things out. They're now 14 and three since signing Daniel Tice. So I think that's the real move. That's nice. made a difference. Uh, Philly finally played a not awful team last night and promptly lost at home to the Bulls. Uh, kind of pathetic, <laughs> although the Bulls have been good since Zach Levine went out. And then the Timberwolves, some good, some bad. They had, I thought, arguably their most impressive win of the year last night in Miami against the team that had just gotten Bam and Hero back, and Miami was kind of taking it to them the whole game. And the Timberwolves uh, basically did the opposite of what the Celtics did and took all of that and just took over in the fourth quarter, um, and their stars just outshined the heat, and they kind of just were like, we're better than you, we're not losing Send this the video. game at home. Um, yeah, well, and then, so I said there was some good with the Timberwolves. The not-so-good was... Uh, some stuff coming out that Anthony Edwards um, impregnated an Instagram model was <laughs> basically just rudely telling her to get an abortion and not really was discussing it, just telling her to take the pills and send him the video to confirm that she had taken the pills. Uh, not a great look. He came out and apologized. We'll see if anything comes well, from the note, that. I love the notes have apology. The notes have apologies when you know you really fucked up. 
absolutely always know things are good. So uh, not the best moment for Edwards on that one. Speaking of not-so-great moments, I don't know if you saw the Oklahoma City Thunder team account today tweeted out uh, vote Josh Giddy for All-Star, which oh, obviously is weird given no. this, his situation off the court, but it's also weird considering he's uh, averaging – 12, 6, and 4 on is arguably taking a step back this year. He's probably been their sixth or seventh best player and has not been closing most games. So, uh, really, just no reason for them to do that. Uh, so going out of their of way odd. to just, yeah, okay. That's... Seemingly, yes. Um, and then the big news of the night John Morant first game back from yep. his 25 game suspension. And Boy, was he ever back. Jaw looked absolutely unbelievable. Uh, he looked himself in the first half, but didn't really get it going. He sat out. Um, the Pelicans went on a huge run, opened up a 24-point lead. Looked like uh, they were kind of going to spoil the debut. And just an unbelievable second half by the Grizzlies, and especially by Jaw. He had 27 points in the second half. He was just looked like his usual old unstoppable self, and he closed out the game with a buzzer-beating layup to win in New Orleans. Huge win. Um Again, it's just cool to see this for Ja, who has not played in a long time, to come back and look this good in his first game back. Looks like he's plenty motivated. He was yelling about all the receipts he's kept. So um, good for him. Good for the Grizzlies. I would love to see them, you know, make a push now. The West is already stacked. So to have one more team in the mix that's fired up and wanting to make a push for that plan, all the more reason why that plan tournament is cool, the fact that they can still realistically get back into it. So, again, I always like good players to be playing. Ja. It's easy to forget how good he is with all these, how long he's been out and all these other awesome players and young guards. But Ja, definitely sending a reminder out there that uh, he is, you know, was playing as well as any of these guys before. So good to have him back, certainly. Bang, bang. And then uh, I just had a couple small Celtics note. First, a happy note. J.D. Davison today became the all-time assist leader for the main Red Claws slash Celtics. So shout out to J.D. Davison. All-time good assist leader? Yeah. Okay. So that's not nothing. And then the last thing I had was another report, I think it was a day or two ago at this point, from our boy Shams Sharania, yet again saying that the Celtics are going to be active. Well, (laughs) who knows his boy? Uh, He's the one that during the Dame thing was just like only tweeting out like that Dame would only go to the – he was the guy carrying water Uh, for Dame, right? Yeah. They, not not to my the boy. Level, like Chris Haynes, but yeah. But anyway, not he's our boy for, uh, for breaking news, but <laughs> fair enough. But anyway, I would say he's reliable, so I find it interesting <laughs> that for the second time now, he's said that the Celtics are going to be active in the trade market. He continues to say this. I really just don't understand like how that's possible. Um, again, I just... Celtics don't have any contracts to work with. I keep hearing guys like Isaiah Stewart mentioned. I just don't know how you get the money to... You have to give up, like, Al to do that, is what I was seeing. Yeah, or, like, all the bench, which would be, like, Pritchard, Hauser, and Cornette for Isaiah Stewart. And the Grant TPE can't be used anymore, right? It can be used, but it can't be aggregated. So we can use it to acquire someone who makes six point two million or less. Right. I I I feel like people people keep talking like they just throw in the Grant TPE and make it work. Well, yeah, people we can't again, do that. somehow Radio. we've been doing this song and dance with TPEs since yeah. Danny was here and Celtics fans still have no clue how they work. Yeah. So, um, again, the short they version, can't be thrown we can in use it. Exactly. And what I was saying last time is now there's not enough time to use it to acquire a player and then flip that player. Because that was the way we could have aggregated that money. Yeah, by bringing the, the player the and then using the money. If at the beginning of the year we use it to acquire money, yeah. a guy who makes like $6 million, 
then throw that guy into a trade with other salaries. We could have done that to get to a higher number, but the, the window is passed. So the grand TV is pretty much, I mean, we, we should have, well, get we a list get made a guy. I mean, that's still probably our best bet to acquiring a bench piece. They just have to make 6 million or lower. And again, Does that even if you look, exist? If there's a few guys who could get potentially the fit the bill. There are, no, there are definitely some guys out there. And as we get closer to the deadline, I will definitely write up a full blog with the list of all the guys I would target. Yeah. But it just seems interesting that Shams keeps mentioning us as a guy we're going to be active where we have like almost nothing <laughs> to give up. And the way our bench is playing, like, I don't even think we have a lot of minutes to offer again. Like I just, Al is obviously He's the up six to man. Al's all, well, yeah, Al's Brad's always up to something, but again, no, it's shit. just to me. Well, they could. Who's you working for? <laughs> I just think again, Al is obviously not going anywhere as our sixth man. I think Sam has earned the seventh man, and Pritchard has earned the eighth man. Like our six, seven, and eight are solid and well paid. So I would just be very surprised if we make some big shakeup to the bench, where it just seems like that's like I, I've been yeah. very pleased with the bench lately. And again, all of those guys are like very reasonably paid. So. Mm-hmm. I will be very surprised if Brad pulls another rabbit out of his hat. I don't think there's like a Derek White to be found at the deadline somewhere with uh, squabbling together lower salaries that we just don't really have anymore. So interesting. And again, Shams, I know he doesn't make stuff up. He's not pulling this out of nowhere. I'm just very, very curious to see exactly what the Celtics are having in mind because their options to me seem very limited. Well, Shams did say that Dane would play for no one but the Heat several times. (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't play for the Heat. Well, first of all, Shams was reiterating what Dame's agent said to him, which was that right. he wouldn't so play I'm for the Heat. So I'm not saying that Shams is lying intentionally. I'm just saying. Well, that, exactly. He's not. He doesn't. He doesn't say stuff that isn't like well reported. Is is what I'm saying. He's not. You know, NBA Central. <laughs> Shout out no. NBA Centel. Who? Yeah, and yeah, he's not NBA Centel out there. It's not Buckcrack Sports. That's for sure. Uh, Ballsack. Oh, I think they're both. I think they're two different. Oh, this, but either way, is the Shams, ball sack for no again, reason? Was I wrong? If Shams is saying something, there's something to it. So the fact that he's saying this means the Celtics are obviously sniffing around. Mm. But again, I just don't really know what the Celtics have to realistically improve the roster. All right. So All right. We'll continue to watch it. All right. So yep. Yeah, that wraps up. We are about one forty-two a.m. Bright Who else and early. Is staying up this late for you, Celtics fans. Chuddy's corner in the house. Mm. And we'll be taking that off tomorrow? Absolutely not. Nope, we will not. Um, I am insanely parched. I forgot to bring my water up with me. So let's put a pin in this podcast. Um, we will be see you back here tomorrow for the Kings game. Real quick, in a minute, give me something about the Kings. Minute or less. This is a good challenge for you. <laughs> Kings, super fun team. One of the best offenses in the league. De'Aaron Fox has become just an amazing do-it-all guard. Uh, Keegan Murray been hitting shots for them Malik month. They can score with the best of them. Defense is a little suspect. We should be able to dominate a bit down low as uh, Sabonis, obviously not a very good defender should have Porzingis back. That should help, but they play super fast. They play really well at home. It's going to be a very tough game, especially as we'll be tired on the back to back and almost certainly shorthanded. All right. That was excellent. That was less than 30. That was just, just about 30 seconds. Crushed it. Way to go. Chud. All right. <laughs> Chudlings. Everyone have a good, uh, good rest of your night. Peace out, Chuddyverse. Good morning. Good morning, yeah. <laughs> Waking up, yeah, that's a good, good call. Good rest of your morning. Yes, enjoy your morning, enjoy your commute. Have a good one. Take care. Peace out, Chuddyheads. <laughs>